Okay, but say next Mishnah reads like this. Rabbi Nohorai Oimer. Rabbi Nohorai says, have a goyle lemokoim toiro. Right, we're gonna have to explain this. That means, Menachem, that every person should exile himself to a mokim of Torah, to a place of Torah, as we would explain. Don't say that it's going to come after me. Meaning, you have to go after it. Okay? And your friends will help it be in your hands. Help it uh, be mekayim. Right? Last. And don't rely on your own bina, on your own understanding. Okay, so there's obviously a lot in this Mishnah that we have to try and get through. A couple of different points. First of all, um, it's actually a very unusual name, Shlomo, that we have in this Mishnah. Okay, Rabbi Nehorai. Um Now, we do find many times that Rabbi Nehorai is mentioned in Shas. We do find it um, in the Mishnahis, but we also find it even more mentioned in Medrashim. Now, it's actually interesting because it's brought down Yerushalmi and Brochus brings down that Eliyahu Hanavi actually used to come to him on a regular basis, and Eliyahu Hanavi used to ask him questions, and he used to answer the questions. So we're talking about a year that was Zoycha to have a Giloi, a revelation, Rabbi Nuhurai. Um, what, it's an interesting name, by the way. Some people say, um, some people say it's actually a nickname for Rabbi Nehemiah, and Rabbi Nehemiah is one of the five Talmidim, who we've been speaking about the last few days, who Rabbi Kiva taught over, as we spoke about, Barich and Sanlag Some say it was a nickname for Rebbe ben Aruch, and some say that uh, this was his real name, and his nickname was actually Rebbe Meir. There's lots of different shitas of exactly who this person was, but whoever he was, he was definitely someone, as we said, from Yerushalmi in Brochus, someone that was regularly visited by Elio Hanovi. Elio Hanovi used to ask him questions, and he would answer those questions. So we're dealing with someone extremely, extremely choshev. Now, let's understand for a moment what the Mishnah is telling us. The Mishnah says, Have Torah. Now that's a very big yisoyed. Have Torah means, in a portion Mahalach, right? The Rav, the Baltanura explains, Im ein if there are no Talmudim in your place, go somewhere else. You need a Talmud Chocham, meaning there is a certain Hashivas when a person leaves his home and goes somewhere else. It's a very, very important thing for a person to win. And the Rechaim HaKadosh writes, one second, the Rechaim HaKadosh writes, in Mechokasai Telechu, Zog the Rechaim HaKadosh, right? He brings over there famously 42 Pshatim. If you look at the seventh parish, see, so he says over there, in Mechokasai Telechu, says the Rechaim HaKadosh, Hebe Goyle Lemokim Torah, that means, often a person has to go with his own legs and go to a Mokim Torah. By the way, many of you are familiar with the vote from the Heiligus Vaseles. <coughs> and the Heiligus Vaseles said, why it brings down the medrash? Why the parish of the koshes eitzim is next to the parish of the of the of the tzitzis as the shmira? Why isn't Shabbos the shmira? With Alikas Fasemes, you saw that the chenach says so many times that when you do a mitzvah in a physical way, when you do a mitzvah with your body, that you have to do something for the mitzvah, as opposed to a shevel taisa of not doing something, refraining from something, that has a bigger effect on your inner thoughts. Chenuch says it so many times. Anybody that learned Chenuch on the mitzvahs, he says it so many times. So many times he says, do something, because it affects the inside. One of the, one of the, I'll give you one example. In Parashas Chuma, the Chenuch writes about the big day kahuna. And he writes, there are a few reasons why the kahanim 
were meant to have big tikkunah. They're meant to dress like Hanim with the various begotten, whether a coin hedik, coin godol, shmon, a begotten, whatever. And he says one of the reasons is, is that they should look at themselves and look, oh wow, I'm, I'm a coin. I'm a Kogodl, meaning that the way that they dress was meant to affect them and the way that they acted. And he brings, as he said there and many other places, that the way when you do something physically, that affects the inside. So, in the seventh parish of his 42 Pshatim, he says this Mishnah in Perkyavis, and this Mishnah is having going to learn Torah can automatically let a person become more susceptible to learn that Torah, to understand that Torah. The Heidegger Chsam Soifa, is born Torah's Moshe and Parashat Shmois. The Chassam Soifer brings down that already from the early generations, the Ika Torah that we find by Talmidim is outside his home. That's what it is. To go away from your homeland, go away from your personal home, from your parents. Of course, you're going to miss them and you love them dearly and you want to see them again. But the real Torah applies when a person leaves his home. And he goes into, quote-unquote, the Golas, like Rosh Hashanah Torah. That is what that is. And that's an important thing. And as important that is, we have to remember, of course, the Gemara in Sanhedrin, Sadi Beisam Al-Aleph. The Gemara in Sanhedrin tells us, which the Rambam Paskins and Hilchus Talmud Torah in the beginning of Perak Aleph, right, how carefully, I think maybe it's Perak Beis, where the, the Rambam says clearly, how important it is for a person to learn Torah in his house. As the, as the Gemara tells us on Ezra, called, any house that Torah is not heard in it, and Esh eats it up. And therefore, however important it is to go out of your home and learn Torah, there's also the importance of learning Torah in your home. But the understanding of this Mishnah to what we're saying right now is that if a person is like the Chassam Sofer says, the Ikka Torah that we find in the Talmudim is that. is when a person leaves the comforts of his home and he leaves everything he's familiar with and goes to a different place to learn Torah. By the way, that's what they used to do in the days, even in the Gemara. Of course, they do it nowadays. That's why you guys are Baruch Hashem here in Eretz Yisrael. But they did this in the olden days. The Gemara tells us about one of the Amorim that would travel. Listen to this. He would travel a half a year. It took him a half a year to be able to travel to the yeshiva. He learned for one day because he had to go back also. So therefore he traveled for half a year, learned for one day and went back. Just shows the chashivas of number one, learning Torah stam. And also, because that was the place obviously that he needed to learn. That was the place that he... What? Whatever, it doesn't like, say five minutes, but it was a small amount of time, right? But the point is that when you leave your home, that's when a person can stand around. I think there's a lesson over here, by the way. We've said this in different forms, but we always say that a person generally grows when he's out of his comfort zone. That sometimes a person has to go out of his own personal comfort zone. That's when he really grows. And if a person is comfortable and everything's exactly the way he wants it, the air conditioning is exactly the temperature, the mattress is perfect, the breakfast is exactly what he wants, everything is great, he won't grow. He may have a great time, he may have fun, he may learn a little bit, but he's not going to grow. Growth comes from when a person leaves his comfort zone. That's what the mission is telling us. The mission is telling us if you want to learn Torah, if you want to acquire Torah, if you want Torah to be part of you, have you go to the Makam Torah. You're going to have to go to Makam Torah. On a Poshup Shat level, it means also if a person's in a Matzav where he's not surrounded by Torah, he should make sure that he's definitely surrounded by Torah over there. Now there is another Pshat, by the way, this mission, and that's where Ben Yoyna. Rabbeinu Yonah brings, and it's not Rabbeinu Yonah on the Pirkei Yavis over here on the Mishnahites, it's Rabbeinu Yonah in Shari Tshuva, where he brings like this. Rabbeinu Yonah basically says, and he wants to learn from here, that a person has to learn that um, nobody at the end of the day is going to wake him up and uh, awaken himself. He has to do it on his own. It's up to you to do it. Right? In other words, if you're in a place without Torah, nothing's going to happen. 
Go and get it. And that's what we have to do. It's similar to the Mishnah that we said uh, last week. When we learned the Mishnah that we said was Be'etz and Paskin and the Rambam, and it's a Gemara and Kamam Akoimis, and that the Keser Shatorah is Munach al Shulchan, call me Shiroitza Yovoi Vayital. If you want it, you've got to come and take it, but you've got to come and take it. It's not going to come to you. It's not going to come walking to you. That's what Rabbi Yoni is telling us in this Pirkei Yavis over here, is that having Golan Amokim Torah means that you should go to specifically to a Mokim Torah, and that is the reason why we say over there. And that's also something we have to realize as well. The rest of the Mishnah also is telling us a similar idea. The Albinoscha, the Albinoscha, al don't rely on your own understanding. It's a very, very important thing for a person to realize that he has to sometimes a quote, he has to go and ask other people, he has to rely on other people. You can't do it on your own. You have to rely on other people over there. And that's a very, very important idea from this Mishnah. And that's what we're saying over here. person has to realize he can't only rely on his own abilities, sometimes he has to re- come on to other people, and he has to come on to other, uh, whether it's Rebbeim, whether it's teachers, whether it's Sfarim, whatever it is, they have to do that. So that's what this Mishnah over here is mentioning to us over here. Mitzvah, tomorrow we're going to continue with the next Mishnah.